guys, welcome to another episode of Sunday School at Modern Mystic Shop. My name is Kelly Knight. I am your host and shop owner. Before we get into it this week, I just want to make a few announcements. Number one, if you have been enjoying this podcast and you listen to us week after week and you've been gaining insights and helpful information, I really would love for you to hit the subscribe button or most importantly, if you can give us a rating on iTunes, it really, really helps other people find us. So if you could just click over and give us best would be five stars and make a little comment there. We would really appreciate it and will help our program, which is free for everyone, to grow and help and reach more and more people. Next thing I wanted to mention for you podcast listeners that might not be able to visit our shop in person, we have launched Afterpay on our website. So this means for uh, any purchases you make on our website between $35 and $1,000, you can break it up into interest-free installments with Afterpay. When you check out, you can choose that as your method of payment. So you can get your products now and you can pay for them over time at no additional expense to you. So I just wanted to throw that out there in case you were saving up for something. This might be the difference maker that allows you to feed your crystal craving. Um, That was so cheesy. I love it. Okay, next, why you're here, the Sunday school topic about awakenings. Dr. Julia Spinolo explores the different types of awakening that you can experience. She's a Reiki master and intuitive coach, and this is such an important topic to broach because I know I had a rather abrupt and sudden psychic awakening in uh, 2012, and it was super scary. I was really confused. I had no information, nowhere to go. And luckily, I was guided to help, but this is sort of your wake-up call. This is your help. This is your connection. If you are going through a psychic and sudden spiritual awakening, please listen up and please join this podcast and join us online in our community as best you can so that you can get the support that you need through this time. Because sometimes a spiritual awakening feels more like a spiritual crisis. And there are certain signs and there are certain things that you can learn when you're experiencing these shifts in your life. And there's certain support you can engage that will really help this process along. So, If you're waking up, which I'm sure you are if you're listening to this podcast or you've already had your psychic awakening or spiritual awakening, stay tuned. Learn more information by Dr. Julia Spinolo discussing awakenings. Hi, good morning. Can you hear me okay? In the back? Okay. So I'm Dr. Julia Spinolo. My background is um, in medicine. I have my doctorate in nursing practice, which is basically a PhD, um, but clinical base. Um, I'm a board certified family nurse practitioner, and I'm also an energy healer. Um, My story of how I became an energy healer and had my own awakening is about four years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And usually you have something that will rock your world to have you have that awakening. Um, We're gonna talk about the different um, awakenings to have. When I was researching the subject, I thought that I knew a lot about it already, but there was so much more that I did not. So we're gonna cover a lot. I could actually do probably a whole semester 
of this topic. So um, I welcome questions. If there's anything you wanted to add, this is an open class, so please raise your hand. If you want to add something, I'll be asking you questions. So we're just going to go with the flow here, okay? So how many of y'all had think that you have had an awakening? Okay. Um, Anybody want to share where they are in their process of awakening? Are you new? Did you have it long ago? Don't be shy. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Um, I think that Yeah. Okay. So those of you that um, did not hear her, she had her awakening about five years ago, and she's still processing through that and feeling that you need to learn a little bit more. So it's actually good because people think when they have these awakenings that all of a sudden, within a few months or whatever, they're going to become Eckhart Tolle. <laughs> we wish we could do that, right? <laughs> But part of being here, as energetic bodies and these are energetic beings in these human bodies, it is all a process of us learning how to wake up. And it's, it's constant. It's constant learning. We're going to have challenges that force us to go through the process of awakening, and we'll go through those as well. So can, is my audio okay still? Okay. So I found this quote, and I thought it was just um, beautiful. And it's from um, an author named Elizabeth Gordon. And she defines awakenings as this. Awakenings tear us open. They expose all the yucky stuff, the shameful stuff, the secrets, the dreams that were never given a voice, the relationships that imprison us, the words left unsaid. Awakenings are a mirror that we can't turn away from, even in our ugliest, most tattered gown. They force us to get real, to get honest, and to be transparent and they ask us to level up. So I thought that was very poignant, very well described here. It's almost 11-11, so y'all make a wish. <laughs> we'll talk about that too later. Um, so with awakenings, a lot of people think that they have become awake or woke, as the cool kids say. But I want you to identify some of the false um, signs of awakening. And the first of one that I want to talk about is that people become awakened, but then they have that ego sense, and they think that they're better than everybody else. I see all this. You don't. I'm better than you. That's not true. So people that are fully awakened, becoming that, realize that we are one, that each of us are our brothers and sisters, that we are all the same, Okay. Another one is where people describe themselves as being spiritual. Again, have that very ego-based, well, I'm spiritual, the rest of you, especially people that um, if we come from a very religious background. What I tell my clients a lot is when we become judgmental, we have to really reflect that back onto us and why we are judging them and how that relates to ourselves. With awakening, it's a lot of deep inner work, a lot of it, and it gets ugly, and we'll talk about that more as well. 
but also secretly when you're spiritual and you're like, oh, we're all the same as everybody else. But then in your head, you're like, no, we're not. I still know I'm better. <laughs> That's another sign that says, no, you have not fully awoken and done the work. Okay, so there are actual stages. I have notes, you guys. I was a university professor for years, so we will not be having a test after this, so don't worry. Um, there are signs or stages of spiritual awakening. And just like anybody familiar with the five stages of grief, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, we have um, denial, anger, depression, bargaining, um, and acceptance. And as with those stages of grief, with the stages of awakening, we can flux between all of those, okay? So we're not like, okay, stage one, did it, done. Okay, stage two, done. No. So we're going to flow through all of these. So the first one is the um, unhappiness and emptiness. Awakenings is taking, if those of you who have not experienced an awakening, awakening is where everything that you believe, everything as you see the world, and it's completely taken away. Everything. So they call that the dark night of the soul. And a lot of times this takes a lot of processing. People get um, suicidal. They start abusing drugs and alcohol to cope with that because they're like, they think everything is a lie. The second stage is perception shifts. So what we used to believe, we now no longer believe, and we start searching for what resonates with us. That uh, leads to stage three, which is seeking answers and meaning. And through this, Stage four is finding the answers and experiencing breakthroughs. So with stage three, the seeking answers and finding, we go research galore. We're on Google all the time. We're looking at things and seeing, well, I don't know if that really jives with me or not. So we're constantly searching. Then we find those things that resonate with us and the light bulbs come on. So that's when we have our ahas, our breakthroughs. We jot that down. Yeah, that's good. Have you found anybody that y'all in your research where you're like, yeah, that really jives with me? My person that hit to my core is Paul Selig. His, um, if you don't know his work, he is a um, channeler. He's absolutely amazing. He is life-changing. Um, anybody else have anybody that they've had that really resonates with them that you can suggest to others? Yes, ma'am. Brian. Brian Weiss, definitely. He's actually, uh, is he PhD or MD? He's a psychiatrist. He's a psychiatrist so yeah, he's an MD, I believe, um, a doctor, who does a lot of past life regression work. Excellent. His work is very good as well. Anybody else have anybody that resonates that help with their awakening? Yes, ma'am. Reading the Tibetan book of living and dying. Excellent. Okay. There are so many resources out there. Um, Esther Hicks does a lot of law of attraction stuff. Sometimes that can help with awakenings. There are a bunch, of out there, bunch out there. There's no right or wrong. It's just finding what feels good with you. So after we're doing stage four with uh, finding answers and experiencing the breakthrough, stage five is disillusionment and feeling lost. So you got all of this information, but you do not know how to apply it to your daily life. It sounds great on podcasts and in the book, but what are you supposed to do with your family? 
I don't know. Okay, so that process, okay, what are we supposed to do with all these people in our lives? We're going to start to do stage six, which is our deep inner work. This takes a long time. This is where we're finding all of the information, applying it, and then becoming our new person. It's like you're going, you were dormant for a while, and now you're starting to bloom this new you. Stage seven is integration and expansion and joy. Again, being that Eckhart Tolle. We may get there, but then the next day we may be back at stage two. So, but we know how to get there. So it makes it easier each time we get off track or if we get in our stages to go back to that. Okay? So signs and symptoms of awakening. And there's mentally but physical symptoms, and I'm just going to touch on some of those. Um, if you have some that you've experienced that you want to share that I don't cover, please raise your hand and we'll add that too, okay? Um, the first one is you have the urge to figure out who you are. The other one, and I did this, this was very difficult for me. I found um, that I did not connect with people that I was once close to. And I'm talking friendships like 30 years. And I was like, I am not vibing with that. And it was really difficult. And I, you know, kind of cut some cords or, you know, love from a distance. And just kind of people are like, what's wrong with you? What's going on? And um, I remember telling my husband when I was starting through this, because thank goodness I have a very good marriage. But I told him when this started, I said, listen, I said, I'm going to be going through some things. I don't know what's coming down the track, but just stay with me. And thank God he did. I mean, he's my biggest rock. But to find the, getting those people that support you, find them like say, hey, you know, I don't know what's going on here, but just love me, okay? And let's get through this. But then you may find that people you don't really jive with anymore. Again, this does not mean that you're better than anybody else. How I describe with our relationships is that we are at different frequencies. Um, as you're going through awakening, your vibration goes up, okay? So how I describe that is radio stations. Your friends may be hanging out on 99.7. That's a good station. But you rather kind of hang out with 88.5, you know? So you're on that that um, that spectrum there. And a lot of times, if you go back to those old people, you may sneak back over to 99.7 and be like, you know, that doesn't feel so good. I'm going to go back to this. You also avoid negative people and negative low-vibe energy. Examples of this are people that um, participate in gossip. I was a huge Perez Hilton fan. I had to know everything that was going on with my celebrities. Now I don't even look at it. I did. <laughs> being judgmental. And also being around people that drain you. That's when we start awakening. We need to learn how to have our energetic boundaries. You may shift from materialistic goals to those of more internal goals. It's not, hey, I want to make enough money so I can have this car and I want to be like the next Beyonce. Beyonce's great. But you may be wanting to have that more of that spiritual development of finding your purpose and wanting to be happy. You're more drawn to nature. Now I understand why people hug trees. <laughs> do you do that where you, you actually crave, you're in that higher vibration and you wanted to go outside and stay in that vibration? 
You're also not interested in watching TV or playing video games, but also the type, if you're still watching TV, it's the type of television and movies that you were attracted to. A lot of people, if they like horror movies, um, I used to lay on the sofa and drink my wine and uh, watch Orange is the New Black. I was like, I had this alcohol, I had Orange is the New Black. I'm like, what's going on with me? Um, but also listening to different music, like gangster rap, that kind of stuff. You may not want to listen to that anymore, and you're more into the classical, kind of easy breezy music. You crave solitude. And some of the deepest questions that you have come from your solitude. So if you take your time and be patient with yourself, in that silence, your answers are going to come through. So be patient with it. You become very interested and curious about life spirituality and energy work and how they're related. Feeling people's vibes, assessing, really getting the microphone, I mean the magnifying glass out and assessing everything. And you ponder the purpose of existence of why am I here? We become more loving and gentle and peaceful. But when we do that, we realize how screwed up the world is. That's why another reason why we don't turn on the news. And you have people that say, well, you got to be aware of these things. Well, we can be aware of these things, but we can also vibrate higher and be a, a source of comfort um, for everybody else's on those different radio stations. You may feel uh, disconnected or repelled by religious beliefs. How many of those people have had that? Okay. Your belief systems will change. And um, with the religious um, aspect, you may see those people in your religious community as hypocrites. You start to research like crazy. Again, you're going on Google. You have a constant appetite for knowledge and knowing. Again, be patient with this process. You cannot know everything. You have this whole lifetime to learn constantly. You start to hate small talk. Does that resonate? How you doing? Yeah, but hey, what is consciousness to you? Yeah, that's what I want to know. You tell me. <laughs> what do you feel about this? And people are like, oh, she's talking this weird stuff. You become more attuned to your thoughts, feelings, and your body. When I'm doing energy work on folks, um, I tell them, your body is screaming at you of what you need. Tune in. Tune in. Those thoughts... Tune in, why am I feeling that way? Really kind of deduce it, break it down. What's going on here? You start to become more healthy. Um, when I went through this process, I, I stopped drinking alcohol. Um, I was an occasional smoker too. I stopped smoking. We have a fan in the out, uh, in back there screaming at me. I'll sign your autograph later, I'll sign autographs later, thanks. Um, but, you stop those bad habits. You start exercising more. You may start with yoga, meditation, start looking into energy work, those things that are like, hell yeah, this is my jam right here. You may notice that psychic abilities start to awaken. You may be able to see energy. Your intuition is on point. You may see um, the hidden motives of others, which can be very painful. Things become very obvious. And you have a keen sense of light when you first meet somebody, how they are, immediately. You're like, oh, I like that person. 
Whereas before, as you kind of get to know them, let me just kind of be shy and tune in later, see what's going on. But you immediately know, yeah, this is a person I can trust. The other thing with awakenings is, and, and how I felt as well, is the, you feel like you're on the outside, like you're outside and looking in, like the globe. And you're like, what is going on here? And you're very observant and saying, okay, okay. You're very quiet at this time too, just observing. And you crave peace and quiet rather than fun, thrill stuff. With the psychic abilities, you may start seeing um, repeating of numbers, like I said, with 1111. Um, these repeating numbers can mean different angel signs. So when you start to see those numbers, look up. Okay, what is this trying to tell me? There are um, signs from the universe that are always giving you signs all the time. Pay attention to those. You may be waking up at the same time every night. A lot of people, when they start to have the spiritual awakening and they're um, increasing their psychic abilities between the um, hours of 3 and 5 a.m., Think what you're dreaming and what you're thinking about when you wake up. That's going to give you a clue. You have an appreciation for all living things, not just nature, but with animals. Um, some people change their diet where they become vegetarian and then eventually vegan because they just don't want to do that anymore. And they become um, more grateful and compassionate. How are we doing on time? Yeah. Good. Okay. All right, so let's get into the good stuff. The different types of awakenings. Oh, let me go back. Was there any um, other signs and symptoms that you may have had that you want to share with the group, anybody? No? I covered everything. Oh, Kirsten has one. Yes, okay, yeah, Kirsten, that's a very good point. With the physical awakenings, these are, um, and this is, where I use my practice, I use my medical background and look at the physical symptoms that people are having and how does that match energetically with what's going on with them. So, um, like, when we look at those physical symptoms, okay, where in the energetic body is that happening? So, if we're having stomach issues, okay, how's our ego and our self-esteem? We're looking at the solar plexus. Um, if we're having the headaches as our third eye and our crown chakra that are opening, um, so there could be, you know, every single thing has an energetic pattern. Um, sometimes I'm the last resort for people. They're like, my doctor's done this battery of tests on me. I don't know what's going on. I'm like, okay, let's talk about your childhood. They're like, what? Because um, you do. With um, your whole, whole life, you take on the energy of others and all of your experiences. And as those build up over time, it gets stuck. That energy doesn't flow anymore. And that manifests in the physical problems. Thank you for, but yeah, it's, it's very, um, it just depends on the symptom, but yeah, you can have all of that. And we'll talk about um, briefly with like kundalini um, awakenings or stirrings. Um, and those can have that where you're opening up and expressing like all of this anger. And that's that energy, that, um, that sacral and that um, solar plexus chakra opening up. And it's like on fire. And it's like, why am I so damn mad all the time? You know? Okay, types of awakenings. And there's an excellent book. Um, let me get it out. I came across this book. It's the uh, Spiritual Awakening Guide by Mary Mueller Shatan. It's fantastic. Um, as a professor, I highly recommend it. It's very well written. It's very thought out. Um, so if you guys want to get that on Amazon. She did not pay me for the uh, endorsement there. 
just found her book really fascinating. So some of this stuff goes along with her book um, and some other sources that I have used. So I do want to give her credit for that. Um, so different types of awakenings. There are two um, categories. It's either the gradual or sudden. And the gradual's a little bit easier than the sudden. The, whole, the sudden is like, holy shit, what's going on with me? And we'll cover that in just a moment. There are a few that um, kind of go between. You can either have it in gradual or sudden. Um, the first one is energetic. Um, an energetic awakening is like where you're taking Reiki classes and you have an attunement by your Reiki master. And this goes with any of the energy work, Tai Chi, pranic energy, um, acupuncture, acupressure. That's actually energy work as well because you're working with the meridians. Um, subtle energy, which is the studying of um, energy work. That's actually just gradual that's very slow because you're studying all this stuff, getting all this information slowly, those awakenings occur. Awakening through place or event. This doesn't really categorize as gradual or sudden. When you have an awakening through a um, place or an event, think about the most joyous time you ever had. Bliss, fantastic, orgasmic maybe. You don't have to share. <laughs> One time, no. Um, but when you, um, when you have that experience, that's like an awakening because you hit the mother load. You're like, it can't get better than this. This is fantastic. It could be for me, for example, um, I've been to Mexico where they have the cenotes. Those are the sinkholes where they have the water and the, tr the trees are coming down and the, the roots. And it's just a beautiful place. And I'm sitting there floating and you've got these little black catfish nibbling at you. And I was like, this is freaking heaven. That was like a spiritual awakening. So people have that, and they're like, only if I could go back to that cenote. You go backwards. The key with those is that you take what you have from that experience and see how you can apply it to every day, whether that be in a meditation. It could be on a pop-up, like a reminder on your phone. Think about that cenote today, how you felt. Okay, good. Carry that with you, Okay. Another type of awakening are meridian and channel awakenings. These are gradual. We'll go into that a little bit. Also, individual chakra of awakening, which I kind of discussed earlier. There's an, another excited fan outside. <laughs> With the individual um, chakra awakening. Ooh, she's practicing her throat chakra. Um, she's going to tell everybody how it is. With the individual chakra uh, awakening could be sudden or gradual, and then also psychic awakenings. So with gradual awakenings, imagine that you're on this elevator, this huge um, building and elevator, and each step is a different floor. And as we're moving up, we learn something more and more. So with this process, we can actually get stuck in a level. We're on this. Why do you think we get stuck on a level? You don't learn the lesson. Because if you notice, you're going to have repeating things that happen to me. Have you ever said, why does this always happen to me? you ever done that? Hello? Okay, so what are you going to do about it? Things present themselves when you learn those lessons. They keep coming back to you. But also what else? Fear. Fear keeps us from moving on. 
Okay, I've done this far. I'm good. Oh, shit, I'm scared to see what the next step is. Oh, am my friend's family going to abandon me now? What's going on here? So each level can be a gradual shift, but you can also get stuck. So on the first couple of levels, we're like in, we're still in our ordinary lives, but then we kind of have this secret spiritual side. And then you kind of like do those steps a little bit closer. You may say to your friend, hey, I'm going to this modern mystic class. You want to go with me? So you start to kind of come out of your shell more. And as you uh, go up the levels, as you noted, that you see the, the loops and the patterns of your behavior, it's another big thing. Why do, not why does this always happen to me, but why do I always react this way? And then you realize that once you change your behavior, those things stop happening. A lot of times uh, people in this stage, they start to, to again, use um, drugs and alcohol to get stuck on that level because of that fear, that fear of growth. Sometimes when we're going through these gradual awakenings, we want to take a break because you've gone so hard so long and you're like, I am spiritual out. <laughs> you might go back to the 99.7 friends for a little while, really, and then you'll come back to it. So with different um, gradual awakenings, the subtle energy awakenings that I mentioned before, those are usually the first type to occur, where we start to feel energy. Those that are interested in Reiki, they may start feel the energy, those chills, the chill of truth when you're talking to somebody, ooh, I just got chills, girl, you know, that kind of stuff. Also, you can start feeling heat and current, usually during um, your yoga sessions or through energy work. Uh, taking up a little bit more, another step is the merid uh, meridian and channel um, awakenings. This is with Chinese medicine, acupuncture, acupressure. And this is where it's um, the subtle energy, but it's like amped up more, where you kind of start feeling the energy move through your body. Or um, you may have like a pain in your foot, but you're like, hey, this feels a little bit better here. You know, what's the connection here? During um, the meridian and the channel um, awakenings, when you're going through that, you're going to notice that a lot of trauma comes up. You know, that childhood trauma, why did these people treat me this way? My thing was, why am I not good enough for these people? I had to work through that process. And a lot of us women have that, I'm not good enough. Okay, where did this stem from? And sometimes you're still working on it. I'm still like identifying things of like, that's where that came from. So doing that inner work, okay, I need to speed up a little bit. Um, sudden awakenings. And these are um, shortened time. Our thought process and concepts of reality change drastically. And they are not typically bought on by a conscious choice, as is um, gradual um, awakenings. Examples of um, sudden ones are psychic abilities. As people start seeing dead people, freaking out. What's going on here? Um, you could talk about all of the clairs, the claircognizant, clairvoyance, all of that stuff. That's a whole nother lecture. But um, look at those psychic awakenings and um, find teachers that are out there that do help with those. Um, I actually do counsel people with the psychic awakenings um, to help them along the process because it's very scary stuff. Kundalini um, awakenings. Have anybody, has anybody had a Kundalini awakening? Okay, so she was, okay, all right, 
All right, so she was saying that she couldn't tell if it was a cycle, uh, a combination of the psychic awakening or the kundalini awakening. But usually kundalini awakenings are very rare. It doesn't mean that you did not have it, but um, it's very intense and um, very emotional, drastic shifts in um, behavior, how you're feeling, consciousness, um, physical symptoms, because what it is is this like the kundalini is like a think of a snake at the bottom of your root chakra here, and then it kind of weaves on up, and all of those chakras are boom, open, wide open, on fire, and it's just like it's really, it's fast when it happens. Um, a lot of people um, have like the not that you have, but you know can have mental breakdowns where people are going into psychiatric hospitals. What's going on with me? Okay. Um, some people feel like they have that, but it's very extreme. But what you may have is a kundalini stirring where um, you have those, but then you're in this uh, state of bliss, kind of orgasmic, that kind of thing. And that's, that's very transient. You may be in the yoga class and you're like, damn, I need a cigarette after that one. <laughs> no smoking. Um, also, uh, religious awakenings. Um, that is where you are um, in church and all of a sudden you are touched by the Holy Spirit. People feel this. Where they feel that they are one with God. And people that go through these are, they want to immediately start doing service to others. Um, you know, they either go into the priesthood, become a monk, become nuns, that kind of thing. Okay. We're doing good. Um, so you've had these. We've gone over the most common types of awakenings. So how do you deal with all of this stuff? The first uh, take home is to really take time for yourself. Your senses have been totally heightened. So you really need to, you know, honor that but you need to just take time with yourself, do a lot of grounding, a lot of meditation. Your sleep may be disturbed. Um, you know, it's okay to go to your doctor because none of this is like, um, you know, modern medicine doesn't understand this stuff. I mean, there are doctors out there who do understand. So, I mean, some people are put on an antidepressant or a sleeping medicine for a very brief time just to get them through the hump, and that's totally fine. Um, you may feel completely exhausted um, where we become empaths. Anybody identify with being an empath? Okay, so you know when you're going through this, you're exhausted by everybody. And some people sleep really deep. And that's when you need to have those good energetic boundaries. You may also feel detached from your body as well. So taking that time to rest and doing that self-care. Number two, you need to accept that you are changing you may feel that you're not yourself and your new self emerges. You've got to do your work to let go of the past and that can be very painful. And again, this takes a lot of time and patience. The big thing is not to panic and know that you are safe. To keep you from panicking, you want to start looking at the positive aspects of, doing, of having this awakening. What have I gained from this? What good is going on in my life? Also, what freedom are you finding? Thank God I'm not around those negative people anymore. I feel so much better. And also, what are you letting go of? 
Another thing that I did um, through my awakening process is I actually looked at every single thing I owned in my home. And it wasn't a Marie Kondo thing where I looked at things. I was like, does this give me joy? No, it's like, why the hell do I have this in my house? What is it? I realized that I had a bunch of things from my mother who passed away when I was 18 years old. And when I started to evaluate that, I realized that I was holding on to her to have that memento or that. And I realized there's nothing in this house that really belongs to me. So I kept some things, but I also got rid of a lot of things. And I started incorporating things that I chose that I wanted in my house. So start looking at the things that you have, even the clothes that you wear, the jewelry that you had. Are those heirlooms? Are you having those because it was great-grandmother's, you know, so-and-so's, and it's ugly as hell, but I'm going to wear it because it's part of the family, you know? Also get into nature to help yourself ground. You may feel like you need to unplug from TV, radio, the news, whatever. Even if you've never been a nature fan before, get outside. Get your feet in the bare grass grounding. Really, you can do um, walking if you're not really into meditations, like sitting on a tuff for an hour and ohm and chanting and all that stuff, that's totally okay. You can do walking meditations where you don't have your headphones in, but you just walk slowly and look at every single thing around you. Describe it in your head. That takes you out of that monkey mind of what's going on, like I need to do this, do that, the other. When you focus too in the present, then you'll realize your breath gets very steady, slower. That's a meditation. Perfect. Um, hold on a second here. You want to reach out and connect to like-minded folks. Again, you may be distancing your way from other, you know, your friends that you've had for 30 years. So how do you find those? Start looking at places like this place, Modern Mystic, wonderful. Talk to the, the shopkeepers here. I mean, they can guide you. Start, there are so many resources out there. There's um, Facebook groups that are out there. Um, there's one that I'm an admin of. It's called Shift Your Spirits, where we talk a lot about uh, spirituality. Start looking at those things. Ask people. You know, just get out there and ask. All you got to do is ask. Because um, when you're going through the awakening process, it can be very isolating at times. You have to have that human connection. So another question that comes up is, what do I tell my friends and family that I'm going through this? Hopefully they have patience with that. Just say, hey, I mean, you don't have to tell them, you know, I'm going through a spiritual awakening, watch out. <laughs> but say, you know, I'm going through some shifts. I need some time or, you know, I'm going to be doing some other things. A lot of times you get a lot of guilt coming back from that. Send love. Hey, I love you very dearly, but please respect me and my time while I'm going through this thing. I'm here always. If you need me, I'm here. But again, you're establishing those boundaries, healthy boundaries. You teach people how to treat you. Because if you're allowing all of this stuff to come in, you're going to be a doormat. Saying no is okay. You can do it in a loving way. Um, find a mentor. Uh, at the Center for Love and Light, you had, you've got three business cards on your chair. There are several practitioners there, but there's also a list of classes. Um, there is an awakening group that um, Priya 
uh, runs. It's on, I think it's the first Monday of every month. I think it's maybe 20 or $25 to get in, but it's a nice little community. So those are good. But look at the, uh, the calendar of events. Look at the calendar events for Modern Mystic. See what jives with you. But there are people out there. Also look at um, yoga classes, meditation classes, because people will do that. Yoga is usually the safe bet, you know, because there's people that are in there because um, they want to get the, the rock hard abs for summer, and that's really not what yoga's about. But you do have some people in there that you can resonate with, and that's becoming, you know, cognizant of the breath and that inner work. That's what yoga really does. Okay. So I'm gonna open up the floor for questions. It's 11.44. Questions, comments? Did y'all get some good information? <laughs> okay, Kirsten, and then you in the back. I'm gonna take this out and walk, so I'm not, I'm gonna be like a talk show host. Here. You talked a little bit at the beginning about how we can move through these phases very similar to the phases of grief where we um, oscillate between different stages. Can you talk a little bit about that, about how to maybe lessen any shame or feelings of inadequacy if we seem to maybe get to the 11th floor and then end up back on floor two? That's a really excellent question. Um, so when we're moving through those things, the thing is, is that we've been there before. So you have that memory. And it's kind of like with those situational things, like I felt that bliss. When you recognize that, you can incorporate back because so you know that you can go back to it. But also to be patient and kind to yourself. And that's the thing, we beat ourselves up because, oh, we're such overachievers and we're supposed to meet every level and I'm supposed to be at the Eckhart Tolle status. No, but you know how to get back there. But again, this is our, our human experience. And we're gonna have that. And there's gonna be situations that knock you down to the, to the lower levels. We have good days and we have bad days. But knowing that in yourself that you had gotten through that and that you can get your through. It's like with people that have been, um, you know, quit drugs or alcohol with their sobriety and they fall off the wagon. But each time they fall off the wagon, get back up, heightens their time of staying on that wagon. So every fall down is another step to staying on there longer. So don't beat yourself up over it. Okay. Got another question in the back. This is fun. Okay. I'm just curious um, what you would suggest about dealing with family when you're going through awakening because your friends, you can change groups of friends, but when it comes to family, you're kind of stuck with them. So if you're going through awakening and you know they're never going to have that awakening, like what are some of the suggestions? That's a really good question. Um, with, with family, I would start to limit some of the time with them. And you don't have to explain everything. You can go and hold space for them and have those energetic boundaries and be with them and give them love. Um, but I mean, we do, we change. And it's hard, it's really hard to do that. And um, I mean, even with some of my family members, I don't see them as often as I used to. But then they get involved in stuff. We're worried about what's going on with us, but everybody's going through their changes too. They may be going through an awakening too that you don't know about. Um, 
but really that holding space and being there, but also having those boundaries. And you can do it gradually. For example, if you have a mother that wants to talk to you all the time, every day. I've had clients like that, you know. <laughs> but they're like, you didn't call me. I was so worried about you. You didn't text me. You didn't call me right back. What's going on? Hey, mom, I had some things going on. I love you very much, you know. But then stop. Wait another couple hours. The couple of hours turns into a day. And then it turns into another day. Okay, so she's asking about people that are on low vibe, that are a family, and it's affecting that. You're going to have to distance yourself. Yeah. And then send love from afar. You can send that text, love you, mom. You know, whatever that communication is, instead of going to the lake for the weekend or whatever, send a text, I'm thinking about you. Even just that small little bit, that's good enough. That's good. Yeah. Um, yes, ma'am. Hold on just a second. Um. So when it comes to learning lessons, for the most part, how would you be able to work through that if you uh, go back to the stage of like, how did I get here? But not necessarily like, okay, so what am I supposed to learn from this? How would you process that? It's mm -hmm. a really good question too. So that is your patterns of behavior. Why does this, why am I back at this place? Let's reevaluate what I was doing, what I was thinking. Does that make sense? Really doing that deep work of, okay, I always did this. What did I do? I didn't call that person back because that's what I usually do. It's getting out of that. Um, you got to stop being so comfortable with that. That, that shakeup, that fear of change, that's where you're going to have your most growth. So when you realize that, and especially during stressful situations, what do you usually do? You know, do you confront them? If you usually confront them, maybe you shouldn't anymore. Or do you stand back and, you know, hold your tongue? Maybe you should speak up. You have to change that. Look at what you usually do and flip it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else? Do you have a Okay, she's um, talking about psychic protection when you're going through the change of awakening. And this could be for psychic awakenings or energetic awakenings, spiritual awakenings, anything. So um, there's several things that you can do. There's crystals. We have a plethora here. <laughs> and uh, our lovely ladies here can tell you about the properties of each of those. There's signs here, too, as well, of things that you may need for protection with. But also do, establishing your energetic boundaries every day. And whether that be um, you ask your guides and your angels to only allow the highest good and the highest vibration to come to me today. This is what I do every morning. And then I put myself in my pink bubble, just like Glinda the Good Witch. Okay? It's around me. Okay? It's permeable. I'm getting all the good stuff, but I'm leaving out the bad stuff. Something happens? Okay. Keep it moving, you know? So have that. Some people envision like a, like a light condom, you know, coming down there, rolling it all the way down to the floor. Okay, I'm good. Whatever. And some of it sounds silly, but it works. It really does. And even if um, having a mantra, no bad vibes today, ain't going to do it. Have that pop up on your phone, put the sticky note on your mirror, put on your rear view mirror in your car when you flap that thing down and you see it. Okay, there it is. Those little things 
can do so much good for you. Yeah. Anybody else have a, like a protection thing that they want to share? Everybody does the pink bubble. <laughs> do I? Huh? Okay. What? Yeah, the white zipper. Oh, another one is a white zipper that I, I tell people to do too is um, just imagine yourself in like a, um, like a Snuggie or whatever with the hood and everything and you have the zipper and you zip it all the way up. Nobody can get to me. So, okay. Anything else? Any other questions? Where I hear I hear you. Oh, Chris, the lady running the show. The last question I have, though, is can you talk a little bit about if it's possible? Um, I feel as though it is, but I want you just your opinion. Can you experience multiple different kinds of awakenings at once? Yes, that is so good because um, we do that if we're having the the inner the the awakening the energetic awakening, your psychic abilities will do that as well. Because once you're feeding this in, it's like you're an open conduit. It's like, oh, yeah, we're coming in. Um, they can, you can do the same things for that. And I'm glad that you mentioned that. Because when people have a, like a psychic awakening, doesn't mean that they're awakened spiritually. Because you get some people that awaken where they start to see dead people or energy or all of that stuff, but they're not doing the work. Um, you th would think that would it go hand in hand. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that does happen. Sometimes it, it's usually when you're going through the energetic awakening where those psychic abilities come in. But then when you have the psychic awakenings to get to that other stage of the spirituality, you got to do the work. Okay. Are we good? Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> and I'll get to that afterward. Okay. And um, feel free to, if you have any more questions, shop, have fun, and enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Where you can find me? Oh, my goodness. Um, there were three cards in there. Um, I have um, my card. I practice at the Center for Love and Light. Um, so I have an office there. So if you're interested in doing energy work with me, that's my contact there. With the list of classes with the Center of Love and Light, look at the calendar there. Also, I have a show on the Lighter Side Network. It's called Medical Girl Mystical World. I'm just finishing my third season, and it has a really a lot of good information. Actually, all of the shows on there are um, excellent. We talk about astrology, um, connecting with spirit, that kind of thing. So it's free now. We just opened it up for, to be free. So all you need is a um, login and passcode, and you have over 500 episodes. So that's another good resource when you're going through your awakenings or if you need to have some clarification on the things, so check those out. It's um, the Lighter Side Network. You should have had a card in your chair. If not, I'll give you one. Okay, thank you. This episode was produced by Kirsten Hedges and produced and edited by Georgie Harris. For more information, visit us at modernmysticshop.com and click on Sunday School.